Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I, yes. I, here's another great theology lesson that I learned today. I finally understand what the Festival of Booths is. Sorry. <laughs> I thought, for it, so was, long, I thought, I thought it was when it was a bunch just... of people got together to dress up like the guy that killed Lincoln. I thought it was just a bunch of Jews going to a diner and sli- <laughs> sliding into a booth and ordering a a cheeseburger. I thought it was I thought it was like a carny festival. I thought it was uh Oh, I thought they went to a convention and they were stopping by <laughs> their friends Patreon sponsored uh things. Oh, I thought it was St. Patrick's Day. Oh wait, no, that's the Festival of Booze. Welcome to the Crunch. It's your boy Ethan, and I'm Patrick, <laughs> and we are here. <laughs> we're here. We're here on a Thursday. Uh, we're here on this a Thursday, is... which is weird. We're here after some strange, strange banter. Some strange things have happened in our worlds. It's been a. It's been a week. I haven't had a good week. But not a good week. <laughs> no, it's been a bad That's week. Sad. But I have a funny I have a really funny story to tell you that I was mm-hmm. saving for this exact moment. I think you're gonna love it. Oh, I'm so excited. I love so, it. <laughs> we every week on my team we do team fun. And it rotates <laughs> who is in charge of team fun. And it's just a way to uh have fun to gr- Yeah, to have fun as a team. Uh, to grow grow together to to understand what each other like and don't like and how to how to how to just have a good rip roaring time. How to have fellowship. So this week, it was Brianna's turn, and she chose to go to bar trivia. Oh, yes. Which is great. Everybody loves bar trivia. I just hosted a trivia night a couple weeks ago. We I'm went sure. to a trivia podcast. We were on, that's we true. Were we, on were on, one. we were on a trivia podcast, and that was fun. Neither of us drank on that podcast. Neither of us drank, and neither of us won. So that's <laughs> a whole other situation. Speaking of that, Father Brad invited us to Mardi Gras to host us. Did you see that message? Oh, my gosh. I'd love that. Yeah, and I was talking to Shane, the missionary at LSU, and he was like, "Oh, Father Brad does Mardi Gras like nobody else." So, oh, so we should go to Mardi Gras. So we should Gras. absolutely go and make it a work expense. Okay. But <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, so I, we were at trivia night, and we're we're not doing great. Um, there's some questions that I don't know the answer to. Whenever there's music questions, like questions about who wrote what song or which band is which, and I'm terrible at that stuff. But there was I a just section. answer the Beatles the whole way. You'll get one of them right, I promise. But there's a section, Patrick. Yeah. Where the questions were on what certain initials stand for in people's names. And I kid <laughs> you not, two out of the five questions were Verify 2020 uh, campaign members. Oh, my gosh. Yes. The first, the first <laughs> question in this section, we were like all like kind of down because we'd gotten every question wrong. And we're sitting in the back. And he goes, <clears throat> so the first question in the initial section is, LL Cool J. What are the initials <laughs> of the L, the L, and the J in the name of LL Cool J? And I lost my mind. I was like, yes, I know it. this one. Verify 2020 is real. <laughs> and 
and and was it was uh, was President Rutherford B. Hayes in there? He wasn't, but Harry S. Truman was in there. Okay. And that did you know that the S doesn't stand for anything? It's just the letter S. No, I didn't. But did That's, you know see, that? They, they tricked it. They also did. I just learned that Michael J. Fox's middle name is Andrew. <laughs> which is a trick question but the last one they said what does the e stand for in chuck e cheese and i was like yes i know that one too <laughs> it's just so stupid that i was able to have oh real world gosh. applications it's of like slum dog millionaire it's crunch dog millionaire <laughs> <laughs> how did you know it was ladies love cool james this goes on my podcast the fourth time i've heard or thought about slum dog millionaire in the past like two days which is pretty significant yeah i guess i should it means the lord wants me to watch it apparently i just know that it's about who wants to be a millionaire Mm. have you never seen it nope it was the first r-rated movie that i've ever seen oh like the first one that i watched that i was like oh r-rated movies aren't even that bad i'm like an adult (laughs) now oh my gosh r-rated movies are so silly like i don't even i don't even care man you ever seen soft four bro yeah it's like not even a lot of blood like i wasn't even that scared even (laughs) <laughs> Can we turn off the lights though, bro? <laughs> we share a sleeping bag. I'm I'm scared. Uh, so that was my experience at Bar Trivia. <laughs> Can we share a sleeping bag? <laughs> no, please. No. This was. I thought you were gonna ignore that comment, and I was thankful <laughs> for it. But um, yeah, so I went to Bar Trivia. Was able to use my Verify 2020 knowledge. That's it. That was all. That was all for that story. But I thought you meant you found a bunch of people we could use for Verify 2020. No. No. Okay. I mean, I know who the Verify 2020 person is going to be for this episode. I'm so glad that you do. Because <laughs> <laughs> the email came in at the beginning, but we have to wait until the end of the segment. And I don't check show, my email during the podcast because I'm very, I'm very, mm-hmm. uh, a, I'm a digital minimalist. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. that about me. I, I do. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm reading digital minimalism right now. Oh, okay. I'm listening to, to it Certainly as an audio book. No, it's not. I'm listening to digital minimalism as an audiobook, which is the only way. It's like very ironic. Seems self defeating. It's str- I'm streaming it, in a sense. Uh, so yeah, but uh, it's it's an interesting book. I talked about deep work on the podcast a while ago, and he talks about the same kind of things. And um, we'll talk about this a little bit later. But I was I started listening to it yesterday, or no, sorry, yeah, yeah, yesterday after the whole thing happened with you. And so I was like, everything I know, everything I felt today has been confirmed by this academic man. Twitter ah. is bad. Twitter is the spawn of Satan. It's a devil bird. <laughs> Speaking of uh, of good things that we listen to, the have you listened to the most recent uh, Catching Foxes on I have not. marriage, sex, and respect? No. It's so good. They talk about how... The, I mean, you, this is like right up your alley too. It's like the you probably all know it all already. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, how to me it was good. This is the dumb, uh, lowly, hoi polloi. But um, they were talking about how men and women receive love differently. Interesting and about how men uh, need respect and how women need um, love and how they desire unity mm-hmm. um, above respect. And uh, I was listening to it, and that's something that we talked about at training. I think we brought it up on the podcast at some point right after I got back from training. But just the how in a marriage, the desire for respect from a man's side of things is is so important. And it's how people don't even recognize that that's what they need. And women don't realize that that's what men need. And men don't realize that, that that's what they need. Yeah, and it's just yeah, it's pretty. It was pretty incredible. So and a lot of like a lot of like the masculine, a lot of the masculine stereotypes come from a disordered need 
to be respected, mm-hmm. like a disordering of the need to be respected, um, and in some cases a demand for respect, which is right. both both of those things are dangerous. That is very dangerous. No, that is cool. I need to listen to that. Yeah, you should. I read I read two different books last year. One was um, for men only, and week. one was for women only. Oh yeah. Uh, and it was like the women one. The one on the one that was for women only was about men and vice versa. So I read both of them because I'm a little bit of a rule breaker, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was like everything. It was like everything a woman needs to know about a man. And it was some of it was like the classic. It confirmed what I've been saying for the past like eight years. Books on gender complementarity are bad. Yeah. Um, some of them are just you know generalizations based on. We did a study of two people I know, and the men tend to like sports, and that's because <laughs> of the brain and the brain. They're monkey. When we were monkeys, we used to play sports. I don't know. It's usually something along those lines. Hmm. Probably not. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so they they were based on a lot of like mental thing, but they they didn't really they didn't really say like what do you do with that? For instance, like I I don't know if they talked about this on Catching Foxes, but like what does that mean for you spiritually, mm-hmm. right? If you desire respect above all things, yeah. What does that mean for you in your prayer life? What does that mean for your relationship with God? How does that, how do you interact with, um, if we need, if we need respect from another human person, how does a priest feel fulfilled in love, right? How does a celibate woman feel fulfilled in love without, you know, a man, you know, like those things that aren't really talked about in those books. They're important. Yeah. But they're not talked about because they're not like empirically provable. Exactly. Which is hard. When I was uh, 14, I went to a Matt Frad talk and I bought, a copy of Jason Everett's book on the theology of the body. Wow, where, that's really mean. You didn't buy his book. Well, I, well, I don't think he had a book at the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the forward, the forward version of the book was for boys, and the backward version, like yeah. you could flip it around and get the girls' version. And I went straight to the girls' version because <laughs> I didn't even. I, I already know what it's like to be a boy. Give me that good inside information, Jason Everett. Turns out it was nothing salacious, as I hoped. Yeah, well, how, how was that book? I haven't read it. I've been I, well. I don't know because I read it a long, like almost ten years ago, so I couldn't tell you. But gotcha. I did read um, "How to Find Your Soulmate Without Losing Your Soul." I did read that book. Every high school girl's favorite. Yeah, I, I read. I read that thing. There's a list of did like. Did you read it when you were in high school and use it? Did you use I did. the tips well, and tricks? <laughs> what I I didn't I didn't use it to get a girlfriend. I used it and I gave my friends advice from it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have so. used it as like a. Do you remember in Harry Potter when he gets that book, the special book that teaches him how to do uh, <laughs> potions? Potions. <laughs> yeah. I would have used it like that. <laughs> like now I know exactly. No, I know well, exactly the, the, what to I do. mean, honestly, if the you did that, if you did that, you'd get right to the section that's like how to avoid falling in love with a jerk, and it's like top ten guys to avoid, and you're like, oh crap, am I any of these guys? I'm all of these guys at once. I'm all of them. Speaking of Phoebe's, Harry Potter, don't read it. Don't read. Don't read Harry Potter. Bad for your soul. <laughs> Phoebe's mom is a marriage, uh, marriage and family uh, person for the diocese of Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston, and she teaches a class called the Jerk Class: How to Avoid Falling in Love with a Jerk. I need that one. I'm which kidding. means, that's which joke. means that if she's letting me marry her daughter, I'm in the clear. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're not a jerk. Is it for women only? No, it's for. Well, actually, it might be for women only. Okay. Because as we know, women can't be jerks. That's true. That's just it's just the unfortunate. It's just like they can't poop. Yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> or anything. I wasn't going to say anything else. <laughs> um, are, are you doing okay? You having a good week? You yeah, I'm having a there? pretty good week, yeah. Okay. We're Sometimes getting ready. I get texts from you, and I'm like, is Patrick okay? 
<laughs> is he is he doing okay? He yeah, doing I okay? we're we're gearing up for Thanksgiving down here, so mm. that means that we're going to uh, we're going to we're going to, I'm going Phoebe and I are going back to Melbourne, which is fun because I haven't been to Melbourne in a while, mm-hmm. and we're going to um, I haven't been to Melbourne since January, which is crazy. Wow. But we're going to I was it was at a life team conference, which is weird. Yeah. There was a life team conference <laughs> in my hometown. Um, we're gonna have to do a lot of like wedding planning stuff so we're looking at the venue and i think phoebe's doing like hair and makeup tests and we're gonna try some food which is good we're gonna like try the food so i forget that this is gonna be the thanksgiving podcast oh it is gonna be well it's the the sunday before thanksgiving podcast. The sunday so on thanksgiving the only crunch episode that people will have to listen to will be yeah this is this the one. only one you're gonna be able to gather around Mm-hmm. the turkey with gather and around shove the, your phone upside down inside the turkey and listen to, as a speaker, to it yeah yeah as a speaker what uh, uh tell me about your thanksgiving preferences my thanksgiving preferences okay um sweet potato casserole no marshmallows i'm not three years old phoebe loves marshmallows on a sweet potato casserole and last year my mom made sweet potato casserole and put a section of marshmallows just for phoebe Aw. and it was the sweetest thing but our I moms still got... are the sweetest people in the world I yeah yeah <laughs> Our moms rock, which is why our Mary episodes rock. That's true. Um, yeah, those are the when when I when I think of Thanksgiving, I think of my mom's sweet potato casserole. That's the that's the rules. Hmm. I don't really think of anything else because our Thanksgiving I, traditions change every year. I think <laughs> this is what I'll tell you, Patrick. Okay, yes. this is not meant to be an attack on your person, but <laughs> it is meant to be an attack on the thing that you hold near and dear to your heart. And Do you may not or like may sweet not potato? Identify yourself with. I think the sweet potato is probably the worst thing that we ever dug up from the ground. <laughs> I think we should put it back. <laughs> There's got to be something else. Um, it's so stringy, and the fact that you need the fact that you need like cinnamon and butter to make it good means it's not a real vegetable. Uh, well, no, of course it's not a real vegetable. Potatoes aren't vegetables. Well, what is it then? It's a starch. All right, then it's a bad starch. I don't care what Dr. Oz says. You can eat potatoes boiled, and they're fine. You can eat sweet potatoes boiled, too. Yeah, but who would want to? Can you not? Do you not? Get your head out of your butt. (laughs) Hey, listen, I made some sick sweet potatoes a couple of days ago. All right, they were Mm -hmm. great. Except one of them was too big, and Phoebe couldn't cut through it. Here's what I love. Okay, I like meat. (laughs) I I like bread. Uh-huh. <laughs> and those are usually the two things that I fill my plate with on Thanksgiving. I'm concerned that I eat too much red meat. How is that possible? I eat red meat every day, sometimes two to three times a day. Don't they say that red meat is good for you? I don't know, but I haven't had a heart attack yet, so. Oh, that's the best way to proceed. <laughs> Honestly, I, <laughs> I was talking to my friend Daniel today. Shout out, Daniel. Hey, Daniel. And, um... We were talking about we were talking about eating poorly and how if you're gonna do it you should go all the way because the worst thing that could happen is if you only half eat poorly and then you gr- both grow old and unhealthy. Because mm. if you eat really poorly, you die at fifty. You die perfectly. young. So if you, you don't ever young. eat poorly, you live to one hundred and sixty and you're healthy. But if you eat halfway mm. poorly, you live to eighty and you're like falling apart. Yeah. So what I got to do is I got to make a decision right now. <laughs> you got to go either all in or all out. Or all I out. Think, I think if I had the choice, put me all in, actually. For eating bad? For eating bad, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand that there's probably some value in staying alive longer, but. 
<laughs> Who needs that? At this point, at this point, the only reason I'm staying healthy is so that I can um, see my kids graduate college. <laughs> the only point I'm, the only reason that I'm still trucking on this earth, on this mm-hmm. globe, mm-hmm. moving around the sun in the way that we do, is because I got a pizza in the oven <laughs> when it's <laughs> when it's done. It's my that's my last thing. It's my last. What motivates card. me? What motivates me to be healthy is mm-hmm. every time I see Joel Stepanek, his arms get bigger. Yeah, I had to unfollow him on Instagram because he just made me feel bad about never working out. <laughs> I I stopped him at I saw him this this past weekend at a retreat, and I was oh, like, yeah. "Hey, hey, what's up with your what's arms? your workout routine?" <laughs> and he was like, "Most of it's diet." And I was like, "Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know that, but what do you do also? Because there's no way that's only diet, you know." He comes up walking up to you. Hey, Patrick, what do you want for lunch? Chicken arm. I mean, chicken parm. <laughs> just having the worst time trying to talk to him. You keep gazing at his biceps. <laughs> just like, just Patrick, so Patrick, are you, you look at me? What's going on? I just don't understand what's in the water at these Steubenville conferences. Every Catholic speaker is like 50 or 60 years old, but they look like they're two years older than me. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's probably the, uh, um, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. But <laughs> they they found they found some way to keep them young. All of the all of the speakers at SLS twenty twenty are old enough to be our parents. Yeah, but they or, look like they're our peers. <laughs> who are you thinking of? Never mind. Scott Hahn. <laughs> Chris, Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin. Oh man, old men. Speaking of old men, time to get in that time machine. Time to, time to take it back to see what the old men were doing when we were the old men, when we were actually the young men, to our older selves, but also our younger selves. That was a Father it, Harrison level transition. You should be that, ashamed. Is that confusing? <laughs> well, get ready to get not confused in the hot take time machine. Hot take time, hot take time machine. Welcome to Hot Take Time Machine. Hot Take Time Machine is where we take a deep dive into our social, the prime of our social media posting lives. If you have a hot take, five years or older, DM it to us at the Crunchcast on Twitter. Oh, no, no one's checking that. Or at the Crunchcast <laughs> on Instagram. Or email us, which is probably the best way. Yeah. Info at thecrunchcast.com. By the way, Ethan, I got to say this real quick. I was talking to Father Anthony today, and uh-huh. I was like, when we talk, when we're doing like our new segments and stuff, I told him, Clerically speaking is the new catching foxes. And he's like, how so? And I was like, like we the steal podcast we ripped off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what's your first hot take? My first hot take, my first and potentially only hot take of the day. Mm-hmm. This is from August 11th, 2013. So we had a party at church for a staff member and I ate way too many wafer cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No. <laughs> At first, it sounds like you ate Jesus too much. I no, I ate way too many wafer vanilla <laughs> wafers <laughs> cookies. Let's, so here, let's unpack this. Yeah. So, so first of all, <laughs> this is the most interesting thing that happened to me that day, is that I ate too many wafer cookies, which shows you <laughs> how interesting of a life I was leading at the time. But the second thing is, I could have said, "Oh, I ate way too much. Yeah, and I don't feel too good." Yeah. You know, I also don't understand why I was at a party for a staff member. I was, it was, that was how long ago? 
Six years ago, I was <laughs> 17. What staff member did I know that needed a party? Kid. You're was just it, the kid in the back, and you're just stuffing wafer cookies this, into your was pocket. Was this some kind of like church secretary <laughs> that I knew because I ran errands for the youth minister because I just did whatever he told me to do because I worshipped the ground that he walked on? <laughs> what, what kind of staff person was this? Was this a janitor? Was this a priest? Was this? I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know the situation surrounding how I was there. I don't know. So when you when I say wafer cookies, you're thinking of like the ones that are kind of like perforated and they're like rectangular, and you you bite into them and. Oh, I wasn't thinking of those. I was thinking of the vanilla wafers. You're thinking of vanilla wafers? Circular. Yeah. Those are, I don't consider those to be cookies. What are they then? They're vanilla wafers. They say, well, you just said wafer cookies. They're wafer cookies. It says wafer cookie on the box. What is a, okay. It might say wafer cookie on the box, but that doesn't make it a cookie. It looks more like a cookie than a wafer. I can walk around with a sign on my chest that says super buff hot guy, but that doesn't make it (laughs) true. (laughs) You stole my sign. Um, <laughs> no, they're definitely cookies. They're circular. They're made with flour and ah, water yes. and eggs. Everybody knows the first the first thing that categorizes a cookie is that it's a circle. How Get dare you? Here. That is the first thing that categorizes a cookie. Explain you, have cookie you ever cake seen a square me. cookie? Huh? Explain cookie cake to me. It's circular. No, rectangular. No, it's not. Cookie cake is absolutely circular. Cookie cake can be either circular or rectangular. First so the all, fact that no. you even lifted shape. Listen, no, shape. it needs to be circular in order to cook a, evenly, Ethan. It's a moot point. Do you Patrick. want? No, it's a very important point. Okay, then how come they don't cook brownies in a circular pan? You freaking rube! Listen, I didn't. I'm not the guy who came up with brownies in a pan. <laughs> well, you seem right, to be some kind of expert on the issue. <laughs> I actually, I actually feel very strongly about this, but I think it's because brownies are more of a cake, and cakes okay. can be rectangles. Okay, so what is a cake? A cake is. Uh, flour, water, and eggs. Okay, what are cookies? Sugar. Cookies are circular flour, flour water. water, and eggs. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. You're, so yeah. You have no. You've got if no. If a cake was a circle, on. it'd be a cookie. Okay. Here's. <laughs> let me tell you what. A, let me tell you what a cookie is. All right. Sit down. Okay, listen. listen up. <laughs> a cookie is. That was a very any- male thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> let me mansplain to you what a cookie is. <laughs> I'm gonna cookie explain to you. So this a cookie. Can be like this. It can yeah. be like this. Uh-huh. It can be like this. It's they can be any shape. For our audio podcast. This is a great audio podcast. But think about like a like a Christmas sugar cookie that's in the shape of a of a tree. I will you know? cede to you that Christmas cookies are cookies, even though they're not circular. <laughs> okay, um, but that is an exception, not the rule. I, it's like how people that aren't baptized can go to heaven, but they still should be. I think if you find enough <laughs> exceptions to the rule, then the rule no longer exists. And so no, that's there's, not pl- true. there's plenty of cookies that are not circular. That's true. There needs to be exceptions to the rule. Like how like how uh um uh miners can't work before the uh before seven o'clock AM unless they have a paper route. Mm. That's from the OSHA rules that are posted in the bathroom of my work. It's the only thing that you can read in there. Do the OSHA <laughs> rules have the definition of a cookie? Yeah, they do, right? At the bottom, it says it's a circle, I don't care dummy. About them. <laughs> no, it's I don't think the shape matters. What matters is is that it's yeah. a it is a small it has to be small. Uh huh. It has to be small enough to like fit in your hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anything what bigger about than a that cookie is, cake? Is no longer a cookie. Because cookie cake, it's cake. It's not a cookie anymore. It's not a cake cookie? If it was a cake cookie, they'd call it cake cookie. But okay. it is a it is a cookie <laughs> cake. It's small enough to fit in your hand. It's sweet. Okay. Got Basic it. ingredients. Flour. Sugar, mm-hmm. eggs, 
milk. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe brown sugar. Okay. Yeah. There's no baked cookies. Maybe a little bit of shortening. Maybe a little bit of shortening. A little bit, a little butter if you're getting a little salt. Frisky. You need salt in a cookie. You gotta have salt. You gotta have baking powder. You gotta have uh, vanilla. It's really complicated. Yeah, it's called baking. It's, it's <laughs> just, so this is my whole point, right? Is that cookies are great, okay? But a Nilla <laughs> wafer is not a cookie. You want to know why? Why? Because a Nilla wafer is like a. It's like how they call you know you ever been to an Asian restaurant and they give you a fortune cookie that's not a cookie, <laughs> <laughs> but it's called a cookie because it's just it's just sugar that they baked and you eat it and that's how I feel about Nilla wafers is that it's fortune just, cookies kinda, are also not Chinese. That well I don't I believe that to the wholest extent but when I'm talking about wafer cookies I'm talking about they have the little bit of frosting in the middle they're soft they're chewy Nilla wafer cookies it's all over the internet okay it doesn't matter what it says on the box bro I'm gonna I'm gonna Google define cookie. No, define you being an insolent jerk. Oh, wow. I typed that out on accident. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The definition is a small, sweet cake. (laughs) No! (laughs) You can't define baking items as other Typically round, Typically round, flat, and crisp. Typically. Typically. Not always round. And the other other is a person of a specific kind, i.e. a tough cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we were both so it's wrong. Like, a packet so of data. Is, was the definition of cake a large, rectangular, moist cookie? Like, is that yeah, what now the I need, definition of cake <laughs> now is? Now I need to define cake. <laughs> yeah, it just says it just says an item of savory food formed into a flat, round shape, baked or okay, fried. Okay, but it, okay, well that's. I don't know why Google's so hung up on geometry here. <laughs> the shape of something. Oh anyway, my gosh! So the wafer cookies that I'm talking about. They're rectangular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they're like there's like layers. There's like, like layers. An ogre. They can be they can be vanilla. And, they can be chocolate. They can uh, be yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's and you ate way too many of them. I ate way too many of them. How many of them is too many? I would if I had to guess, <laughs> way too many for me at that time would be upwards of fifteen to twenty cookies. That is a lot. That's a whole that's, sleeve. That's a whole yeah. That could be. A I box. bet you. I bet you eleven. I bet you twenty eleven. Patrick had you beat. Oh, probably. Probably. 2011 Patrick was a floating head on the African plane. <laughs> African plane. <laughs> I wish more people could see that. I've, I I've shown you have s- total power over who can and cannot see that video. That's true. It's unlisted. I should totally re Play it at your wedding. Like, play it at your play wedding. Play it at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's one of the proudest moments of my life. I was embarrassed of it up until uh, my senior year of high school when I realized that doing goofy things in middle school is what you're supposed to do. Uh, I was a slave to the brand. I There's a video to of me that Andrew Jordan has that he sent to me privately. I don't, I don't know if I've told you about it, but it's one of the worst videos that exists. <laughs> it's, but it is very on brand because it's me yelling in the voice of cheese from Foster's Home from Imaginary Friends. Andrew, I need that video. I like cereal over and over and over again. That's like <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's perfect. It's great. But also <laughs> when you watch it, you're going to be like, oh, Ethan, buddy. Was it was the problem that you like did something offensive? The problem was that I was just like being hyper for no reason. Gotcha. Okay, here's the thing. I we need for kid. one of our bumpers, I need you to sample that video. You oh, screaming, gosh. I like cereal, and that'll be our to- that'll be our topic bumper. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um so my my yeah, hot take not? time machine. Yes, please share. <laughs> my hot take time machine September 4th, 2011. I have no idea what I was doing. It might have been homecoming, but I I posted on Facebook Rapping to bust a move was fun tonight. 
Um, I had this obsession with the song "Bust a Move." I thought it was so cool, and I wanted. I learned all of the words so that if the, the if the moment thing. ever arose, I could rap it. That was my "Yeah" by Usher. You know, every white person knows the lyrics to "Yeah" by Usher. I uh, knew yeah. all of the lyrics to "Bust a Move" by Young MC. I had a phase where I was very much into old school rap, mm. but like not Tupac and Biggie. <laughs> right. I like didn't know who that was. That wasn't good. Yeah, <laughs> like ironic '90s rap. The old you know? school rap that they would play in stadiums. Yeah, 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 that. Yikes! So that was mine, and I, 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 I kind of have another one. Please. Um, I don't know if I should. This is this one's a good one. It's you not have a good to one. share it. Okay, August 12, thousand eleven. So like a month before the first one, um, I was doing like an autobiography project for freshman English. And I posted optional titles. So optional titles for my autobiography project. Patrick Nevy, A Life. Patrick Nevy, The Mouth That Would Never Stop. Patrick Nevy, Rags to Rags, again. Patrick Nevy, An Autobiography. <laughs> Patrick Nevy's Autobiography About Patrick Nevy by Patrick Nevy, starring Patrick Nevy as Patrick Nevy. And then someone else came up with the one, A Story of Love, Loss, and More Loss. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest one out of all of them. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. A story of love being gained, lost, gained again, lost again, but this time with more vigor. <laughs> That's funny. You uh, you really you really got creative. I really did. That's what I really like. I don't know what happened in between 2012 and 2014. The, the, the story of Patrick Nevery. He busted a move. <laughs> <laughs> I just, oh, my God. May gosh. he bust a move in peace. <laughs> May bust a move. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to remember <laughs> the great moves of Patrick, that were busted. <laughs> Patrick Nevy. He's out there still busting and bumping somewhere in the great dance floor in the sky. Bust a move would be my walk up song if I was For a your funeral? player. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bust a Move would be my walk up song for my funeral. Yeah. Well, as they, they're carrying your <laughs> casket down the No, they're aisle. walking me down Weekend of Bernie style. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now it's time for tweets. <sighs> that made me sad. Uh, I'm sad just thinking about it, honestly. Welcome. Welcome to tweets that made me sad. You know what's really sad, guys? You know what's even more sad than the tweets that make us sad? The fact that this is the last time we're ever going to do tweets that made me sad. I know. I know. It's okay. Stop crying. Focus on the road. It's <laughs> um, it's time to put this cow out to pasture. Because what we wanted tweets that made me sad to be was we wanted it to be a way that we could talk about topics from Twitter. But it's too similar to Hot Take Time Machine. Because Twitter was making us too sad. (laughs) (laughs) Twitter was making us too sad. It's too similar to Hot Take Time Machine because, as you all know, today's controversies are tomorrow's Hot Take Time Machines. That's still one of the funniest things I've ever said. You know, Pat, that's a thank. Thank you. (laughs) I want. I want everybody. Send it over to Larry for the meteorology update. (laughs) I want everybody on this on this podcast right now to send Ethan support. For he was canceled for our sins. Yeah. <laughs> Please send F in the chat. Um, 
this week for for tweets that made me sad we're going to talk about one tweet and one tweet only and <laughs> hopefully it's going to be a launching point for a better constructive discussion yeah. than what can be had in the very limited world of twitter.com we might talk about the tweet itself we might talk about twitter as a whole <laughs> oh gosh we're gonna talk about it all so this i'm just like uh not here's the thing is i didn't want to talk about it on the podcast but i recognize that it's probably good to do so yeah so because I, I i maintain i maintain my opinion that the only way to win at Twitter is to take it somewhere that's not Twitter and talk about it because exactly. then you don't you don't give the bird control. Exactly. The, the bird, bird no longer has have, power over has your control. life. Because every medium is more powerful than a tweet. Yes. Every e- single one. Every single one other than Twitter itself. Yeah, so like tweets when you respond to a tweet, it's kind of just like hitting back with the even if it's the the most well-crafted most icy hottest take it's still on the same level as every other tweet it's still going to show up in people's timelines as the same the same old thing just the same old block everybody gets the same amount of room so like you have to take it to like a blog or to a podcast or just talking about it in person for it to actually for your opinion to actually matter okay with that all out of the way this is what I tweeted yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> now, you might be mad, and you might hear me say it, and you might go, wow, this guy sucks, and I hate him, and that you wouldn't be the first one to say that <laughs> this week. But just hold it in for a minute and let us let us talk. Let us men explain to you Oof. what you should be thinking because um, that's, that's what I'm all about here is to uh, push women down. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. So, here's a tweet. If you use your phone or headphones to ignore the people around you, whether you're on the street, in the store, or at home, you probably need to bring that up in confession. Now, let me <laughs> elaborate. Which is so funny because when I read this tweet, I was like, ha, classic Ethan exaggerating. But like in my head, this was like such an innocuous tweet. Like it yes. didn't actually mean anything. It was to me too. And I was I had just been having a conversation with my female teammates about this exact <laughs> thing. That's the and other they, thing. Never mind. We'll talk about that in a second. They, they all agreed with me. They're like, Ethan, you make a really good point of like, yeah, all the times where we do have an opportunity to just like acknowledge another human being next to us. Yeah. Whether like, let's just say I'm thinking of I'm at the store, right? I'm at Target or I'm at the grocery store, whatever. And I'm in line for a checkout lady. So often there's this like just maybe an old woman who's working at the checkout stand and she says, hey, how's your day going? And people just don't even bother to respond to her yeah. because they have their headphones in or they're on their phone and they just want to get through the transaction and leave. Um, or they'll go through the self-checkout and there will be that person that like mans the self-checkout and they'll say, have mm-hmm. a nice day. And people are so wrapped up in their own thing that they don't acknowledge that person. Yeah. And so this has all got me thinking, right? Because we know that this is this is what I consider to be problematic. Like if we're ever living in a way that is less than what jesus would have wanted for us in that moment then that's not good you know and it might be imperfection it might be sin uh which is why i said probably (laughs) um and also why i use the qualifier of to ignore 
you know, because yeah. when we're ignoring somebody, we're saying, you know, I, there's a very good reason that this person deserves my attention at this point in time, either because they're serving me and I should thank them or because it's actually better to have a conversation with another human being than it is to just scroll through Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. Um, waiting for the bus or whatever. So there, or there's with lots your of friends waiting for the bus. Or with your friends. Yes. Even yeah. with your friends and with your family. Like if you are just ignoring your friends and family because you have something that's quote more important going on on your phone or you just can't be bothered to talk to other people, that's a problem. Yeah. And the reason that I say this is because I see it every single day working with 18 to 22 year olds who are constantly so wrapped up in their own stuff that they can't even acknowledge their friends. They can't acknowledge uh, the people that are working for them, the people that are serving them, the, mm. the people who work at this campus. Um, and the people around the city. And so it's like, yeah, I figured that if it's a problem with these people, it's probably a problem outside of these people. And I think it becomes sinful because we're looking at somebody who is a beloved creation of mm-hmm. God. And we're saying, you're not good enough for me. What's good enough for me is myself and what I want. And that's yeah. selfishness. And I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, Pat, selfishness is, is a sin. <laughs> so... Uh, survey says yes. Survey says yes. And it so is. that was my that was my intention going into that tweet is to bring up a conversation about how can we better not use technology to avoid the people that are in our everyday lives. And it's my opinion that I maybe it's just because I know you and I've had this conversation with you before, yeah. but I was like, yes, I see what you mean. And yeah. immediately in my head, because I'm a grown-up person, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, if I'm on a phone call, that's important because my mm-hmm. mom called me and she needs to hear me. Yeah. Or you... if I'm just if I'm just like in my car mm-hmm. and or like there's some other reason that I'm not like specifically or there's no one in the store, right? I can have a headphone in or something. Because mm-hmm. I'm a grown-up, I made those qualifiers myself. Yes. But because, because you... no one on Twitter is an adult, everyone needs you to say it specifically and apologize mm-hmm. to them for hurting their feelings on accident. Yes. <laughs> So the big ruckus was, if you didn't see it, was, and even like within the past hour, I'm still getting tweets about this. I have the thing muted, but I was looking at the tweet to read it just now, and I saw that I had like 10 new replies that I didn't have yesterday. Gross. Um, and I'm still getting people responding and saying, You're, this is coming from a place of male privilege. You've never been harassed, so you don't have to deal with the stuff that women have to deal with. So I don't want to diminish the fact, diminish women's experiences at yeah. all. Nobody does like that's just that would just be rude and also a sin to say, yeah, yeah harassment isn't real and you're lying and like, <laughs> you should you should have to suffer through that. You like that's that would just be rude and not yeah. correct. Um, but I feel like and maybe you as a grown up can tell me whether or not I'm right or wrong, <laughs> but I feel like I don't have to add a qualifier of, oh, if you're avoiding harassment, this doesn't apply to you. Yeah. You know, like I, I feel like every if you, you can make that jump yourself of like, oh, he's probably not talking about situations where I need to use technology to stay safe. Yeah. Like that just seems like something nobody should have to say. Yeah. But it, for whatever reason, because I was coming from a place of privilege, because of, I'm coming from a place of being a man, then it all of a sudden turned into this huge gender discussion. And it wasn't supposed to be a gender discussion. It was all supposed to be like, how can we use technology better? How are we using technology poorly? And then all of a sudden it became, how dare you, Ethan, not say exactly what I wanted you to say (laughs) when you were talking about something completely different? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And like, here's the thing is I don't I don't I don't think that they were wrong 
in what they said. I don't think so either. Yeah. Yeah, They they were right in what they said. I agree with them. And that's why I apologized, you know? (laughs) But here's here's how you talk to people. Oh, hey, I don't know if you considered this, but sometimes women use headphones to avoid being harassed in the street. Oh, wow. Cool. You see how quick that conversation was? And that's how quick that was. You don't have to be like, you don't have to, first of all, you don't have to use the word male as an insult. That's Mm -hmm. bad. That's not a good thing to do. Um, what the actual tweet was like, this is a very male comment. Mm-hmm. All right. Don't use the word male as an insult. I feel like we can all as people agree that using mm-hmm. gender as an insult is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Also don't make things about uh, your opinions. Like don't make things that don't, don't change conversations that into conversations you want to have, you know, cause yeah. that's what it was. It's like, if I, I don't know, I can't think of a good example, but if I was like, Oh, I can't believe that you would like, like, I really love books. I can't believe you would talk about how much audiobooks suck. It's like, well, I never said anything about audiobooks, but now I want you to talk about audiobooks because that's mm-hmm. something that I care about. Yeah. It's whataboutism. Yeah. Whataboutism. That's good. I, I, shout out to Hunter who disagreed with you. Oh, by the way, I blocked everyone who disagreed with Ethan on the Crunch account. I was upset. <laughs> I think. <laughs> and then we changed the password, and now Patrick no longer has access to the Crunch account. So if you got account. blocked because of this, sorry, you're done. <laughs> Um, I didn't block yeah. anyone who followed us, so great. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, but um, I didn't block Hunter because Hunter replied, and he's a good boy. He's a good guy. You know, mm-hmm. he's one of the boys. He was he like, hey, guy. I don't know about this. And Father Cassidy was like, I don't know about this. And Father mm-hmm. Anthony was like, I don't think this is right. But here's the thing. Those are all three your friends. Yes. And they care about you. And so yes. they're not going to make you feel bad. I love what you said earlier. I need you to say it again. What Where you I were say? like, people were making instead because you made people feel bad on accident. Oh, so this yeah. is the, this is what happened, right? Is my I fully admit that the way that I worded it was wrong. I could have added more nuance <laughs> and I could have done a better job of wording the tweet, but it was I just blasted it out. It's just so funny that people demand it. nuance on Twitter from everyone except themselves. Exactly. <laughs> How dare you not <laughs> nuance your tweet as I respond and call you just a male privilege? Anyway, so what happened was is I accidentally by accidentally i mean not intending to i offended people right yeah (laughs) and about something that i was not thinking about and because they were unintentionally uh abused or you know took took umbrage to what i said that was not intentionally their response was oh he unintentionally made us upset so what we're gonna do is we're all gonna gang up and we're going to intentionally make him feel like an idiot (laughs) which is not a proper response i feel like like there was no recognition of like oh yeah he he maybe he said something that was about this but it unintentionally had effects on this other thing over here maybe we should tell him hey you're actually like accidentally talking about this other thing um and then it could be like you were talking about like a quick easy conversation and i would be totally down to have that but for whatever reason it was there's just a spark that ignited and nobody wanted to do that my DMs are open. Anybody can message me. I don't have them closed to the people who follow me. Yeah. So that's the – nobody sent me a message of their own accord until I specifically said, hey, send me a message if you want to talk about this more. Mm. Like nobody was interested in clarifying. Um, they were only interested in shutting me down because I was saying they, – they thought I was saying something that they didn't agree with or that they didn't want to hear. And that is confusing to me, which is why I muted the thread because yeah. – and Which makes is, sense. I got mad because people were making the same joke over and over again. Yeah. I didn't. Here's the thing. I didn't. I. I wasn't like. I care about Ethan's opinion so much. I disagreed with him at first until I saw everyone else gang up on him, and then I was like, you know what? No, I'm going hard line in the other direction. We're maybe. Come back. Um, but I was. I just. I just don't like when people make the same joke over and over again in Twitter comments because it's like 
that's what the retweet button is for people it's yeah. so i don't have to see your dumb joke over and over again anyway um before before we before you move not before sure. you move but before whoever's listening and is upset about this before you move on to like well what about you guys you guys have done this before i think you're 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 absolutely right what have we I done just before wanna, what what we have we done it before i don't know i i feel like i maybe have done something that's like what aboutism before oh I yeah absolutely I, I mean, before before we had words to describe cancel culture and whataboutism, we did it. We definitely did. You know? And it's I, like... I contributed to some raids back in the day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think something that I did see from people that we know is um, I saw someone say, like, Ethan's a Twitter veteran. He can handle it. Um, I don't think that that's cause to let someone get flamed. Now, obviously, you can't really do much about it. Yeah, it's um, out of your out of your head. Yeah, you can't really do anything about it. Um but yeah. <laughs> anyway, just maybe talking about the concept as a whole is important because I think that we should maybe stop using Twitter like this. But can you? Is it possible? Think so. I don't think I so. don't think it's possible. I think Twitter is just bad. This is the natural result of the medium. I think this is just yeah. yeah, if you if you have the average Twitter user, here's the thing. The average Twitter user has four hundred followers. That's the average Twitter user, okay? A Twitter user with four hundred followers does not engage with Twitter as often. So the average Twitter user doesn't go through this. But mm-hmm. for the sliver of Twitter users that go because if you use Twitter more often, you will get followers. That's just yeah. how it works. The yeah. algorithm is set up that way. So honestly, followers is not really an indication of popularity, it's an indication of time that you've wasted. <sighs> um yes. <laughs> Shout out six thousand. So, um, I I don't know. I think I think that we should just as a whole be like, maybe Twitter is a bad a bad medium. Leah mm-hmm. Leah Murphy and I have talked about this before. Like if mm-hmm. we're if we're contributing to, if we're like going to the modern Areopagus, right? Areopagus, mm-hmm. whatever, however you say. Mm-hmm. But that Areopagus is set up to damn you in a sense. Like it's set up to suck your soul away. I mean yeah. these 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 mediums these media are 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 designed by t-shirt wearing silicon valley people to divert your attention from important things into their thing and to get you addicted to it so that they can make money so they can make a six 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 payday and so should we contribute to it at all like are we are we part of the problem yes yeah cool uh did you hear that instagram is getting rid of likes oh yeah. No, what are they replacing it with? So, and they're still gonna, they're still gonna like, you're still gonna be able to like, but they're gonna mm-hmm. get rid of uh, showing it, showing how many likes a photo mm-hmm. has gotten to the public. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to see how much engagement your photo's gotten, but uh, no one else will be. So you won't be able to see other people's likes. I think that's good. So you won't be able to gauge unless someone, you won't be able to gauge like, oh, all of my, all of the people I follow get ten thousand likes on a photo, mm-hmm. but I only get two hundred. What the heck? You won't need to. You won't need to go through that. I. This is what I. I really like what you're saying. Can you define Areopagus for the people who maybe don't know? Oh yeah, the Areopagus was the place where Paul preached to the Gentiles. Yes, and that's so, where the tomb of the unknown God was. Or sorry, mm-hmm. the, the altar of the unknown God was. That's the tomb of the unknown soldier. The altar of the <laughs> unknown God. <laughs> the tomb of the unknown God. Uh, unknown soldier was in um was in Greece. So the the altar of the unknown God he was like you don't know this god like this altar is set up to our god because our god is the only god and you don't know him so let mm-hmm. me tell you about him yeah and so paul went to that area preached in words that they knew and converted them right and so uh leah murphy and um ryan mcquade have talked about they're both life teen 
communications people, and they gave a talk at CYMC, Catholic Youth Ministry Conference, about yeah. the youth ministry, uh, social media as the modern Areopagus. Um, and we've had conversations in the past that are like, is their whole mission is to stop the scroll. That's what she's told me. So like on Instagram, their mission is to get you to stop the scroll on their picture and go do something else. So like it gets you from their picture to their website, from their right. picture to their Lexio live thing. Right. Um, and so I, I'm starting to, to want to adopt that myself mm. of like my, I don't have my Twitter password anymore. Phoebe has my Twitter password. You have my crunch account password. What I'm, what I'm planning on doing is continuing to like, whenever I have a hot take, I'm just going to write about it. And if I think it's post worthy, uh, I'm going to make it into a blog post, a blog post. Yeah. but the blog post connects to my Twitter. So I'll make the hot take tweet, but it'll have a link to the blog post as well. Boom. So people, if they don't like my tweet, they can go fight me on my blog. Right. I so like they can that. go there. And so it takes people off of Twitter and it has them engaged with something a little more deep. Maybe this is an option. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead of, so we do that, right? Blogging yeah. is good. I think everyone should have a blog. I, well, I don't think that, <laughs> but, uh, what if we took our ideas and instead of doing one one hour podcast every week, we just did five 15 minute podcasts. Thanks. Every I day. hate that. <laughs> I'm just saying, if we want to, first of all, boost our numbers. Absolutely. And second of all, talk about things that need to be talked about outside of the Twitter forum. So this is, I, I really like what you're saying. And I think it's like if, so we Twitter and social media is talked about by very knowledgeable um, and holy people like Bishop Barron and uh, Ratzinger. They talk about how social media is the new uh, like public square. You know, yeah. it is the place where Paul preached to the to the to the people. And they're like, yeah, we got to be there. We have to have a presence there. Yeah. But there's a, it only goes so far. So, like, what if we were in a society and, like, the modern square developed into, like, it was just one big strip club, you know? Like, would we yeah. be expected to go into the strip club No. every day, <laughs> all the time? Also, you know, for the, for the forum, sake of souls, you know? The forum is built it, – it, it's it's not the same kind of medium. It's a, It's an yeah. analog medium. It's done through personal relationships. I yeah. think that in a – I think that you can only say that this is the modern square in, like – and then an analogous way. Yes. You, it's it's only by, close. it's only by way of comparison. It's not by way of reality. It's, it hasn't mm-hmm. actually transferred because you're not communicating with people. You're communicating with ideas mm-hmm. that people have put forward. So it's like, you're communicating yeah. with an idea as though it's a theory. Cause like when I, when I hear, when I hear of someone, why abstract, it's so easy for people to flame me because I'm just exactly. an idea to them. Yeah. Like, I don't know who John Stuart Mill is. I think utilitarianism is a pile of horse crap and I'll flame it all day, every day. Right. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I can do that cause he's dead. You know, he's not going to get mad. Any, <laughs> you know? That's true. Hey, sister. Sorry. I I can. Yes, I can. Yes. What do you need? Um, trying to get the laptop connected with the projector. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, absolutely. Yeah, I'll be right down. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is funny. Patrick has to go help a nun. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Well, while Patrick's gone, let's do a little bit of content on our own. I think Patrick's right. I just think that sometimes he cuts me off when I'm in the middle of an idea, but usually what he's saying is way better than what I'm saying. And so I'm just like, ah, man, I wish I would have come up with that thing. Um, but if you're still here, you're still listening to this. Um, 
it's a great conversation that we're getting to have. I really love um, the opportunity to flesh out these ideas with Patrick. And I really think he has the right approach to social media, which is so difficult for me to grasp because I thought I had the right approach. And then after this week, I feel like I don't. I just deleted Twitter and Instagram off my phone again. I might go back to the way that things were last year. Um, but I really respect him for the way that he's like, yeah, I actually want to flesh out ideas and actually have good conversations with people instead of just flinging you know, content left and right for the sake of likes and retweets, um, which is what I fall into a lot of times. So I don't know. I think we should all be a bit more like Patrick, um, which, yeah, quote me on that one, huh? Um, but I think he's really doing well. I think we're, we're on the cusp of something great. You know, G.K. Chesterton always talks about how the every generation is, how do you say, um, div- no, every generation is converted by the saint that contradicts it the most. And right now, for our generation, the contradiction that we need is a contradiction of how we use our time, what kind of media we consume, what kind of media we participate in, because we are such a heavily media-driven, entertainment-driven, consumer idea, um, idea, consumerism, culture, you know? And we know that, and that's nothing new. Like, I saw a Reddit thread the other day that was like, what's the top, you know, or the the craziest trends of, of the 2010s? And almost all of them were about, oh, well, movies were like this, and YouTube videos were like this, and social media was like this. And it's like every single answer about the trends of the 2010s was not about politics or economy or even like philosophy and how we think about things um, or sociology. It was all about how entertainment shows us those things, about how entertainment has shaped those things, about how social media and just media in general has has shaped those things. And so if we want to be a part of that, if we want to be a part of the culture, we have to, in an effective evangelization sort of way, we have to turn around and do something different. And I think that's the the hard thing to come to terms with of like, oh, so you're telling me that if I want to be a saint and I have to do something different? And it's like, yeah, you do have to do something different if you want to be a saint. I can't, you can't be the same as everybody else. You can't do what everybody else is doing lest you risk your soul to eternal damnation, which is what I feel like I've done <laughs> with Twitter in my life. So I don't know. These are all just thoughts. Um, I'm really just stalling for time while Patrick goes and helps out a sister with her laptop um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna cut the rest of this out until he comes back but man i'm i've got thoughts man i this this is a tough tough week tough week to be here hey i'm back (laughs) great Oh the oh the joys of being the only millennial on staff. I heard that you had to plug in a laptop to a projector. Yeah, so the issue was um it was a USB to VGA cable. Oh, those are fun. Yeah, so I had to what had to happen was I had to install a driver. Ah. Yeah. Tough. Which of what course What were you saying before you left? Do you remember? Oh boy. Well we were talking about we were talking about how uh because the square is an analogous to the circle of the cookie. No, I was <laughs> I was talking about how I can dunk on John Stuart Mill because he's dead. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because we're talking about ideas and people and all that stuff. Yeah. All right. Cool. So let's just jump right back into it. <laughs> Please. 
Anyway, I don't. Here's the thing. Please, Patrick, what is the thing? What is the thing? That's such a stupid phrase, but I say it all the time. I don't know if you were right, but I do know that everyone else is wrong. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's exactly what I needed to hear. I, I acknowledge that I'm probably wrong in the way that I worded it. Um, and that's, that's fine, but that's like the, the, I don't know, just to, just to keep, I have some other thoughts on just like the limitations of, of Twitter. Um, because there was no way for me to properly defend myself without coming off as super defensive and like digging my heels in Mm -hmm. or as being even more of like the male corrective, like, yeah, that's, that is a problem. It's, It's almost impossible to when when, especially when it's like a female to male conversation, you know, yeah. and somebody's saying, Hey, this is male privilege, what you're talking about. And you say, actually, no, it isn't. And then it's all of a sudden <laughs> you're m- mansplaining again, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, it puts me in a weird spot of like, how do I clarify without like reinforcing the idea that's already been brought up of like, I'm just a man telling women how to live. Um, what we need to do is we all need to we all need to have a woman with us at all times yeah. that can vouch for us not being sexist, and that yes. is known as a wife. <laughs> Working on it, <laughs> um, it's going great. Uh, the yeah, so it's like I I had two options in that moment. I could either spend the rest of my day replying to people and justifying what I said and explaining and elaborating. It's a huge waste of time. Which is a huge waste of time. Or I could mute the thread. Which is a huge good thing. Which is a great thing. The block is always good, as Father Anthony says. I should have blocked so many people, but I didn't. And everybody was so mad about the mute because it's like, oh, Ethan, you're effectively just putting headphones on, like the <laughs> thing that you said in your original tweet not to do. Ethan, but we I, have headphones on right now. Oh no! Oh gosh! Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm just I I got sucked inside of myself in an inverted black hole of morality for a second there. <laughs> but the the there's a huge difference and between real life looking at somebody seeing their personhood and saying ah, i'm not interested in that muting <laughs> online is in fact the thing that you wanted to happen so you were acting in accord with your beliefs right so what i did on twitter was that i muted it so that i wouldn't have to deal with all the notifications see with see what everybody was saying have my mind occupied by it so yeah. i could be more present with the people that i was physically with yeah and so for twitter to be able to step away from the conversation is not the same as ignoring people because especially in that sense of yeah. like there there are real people in front of me that I need to be present with and it's it's not constructive it's not a conversation right those in the same way that the the women who are talking about yeah these men try to harass us they don't deserve their attention so yeah put your headphones on the men who are trying to harass you or to catcall you or whatever right they don't deserve our attention and so yeah, yeah put your headphones in sure but there are plenty of people that do deserve our attention that have never who there's people mm-hmm. all day who have walked right by them and nobody's asked them how their day is going. Nobody's mm-hmm. asked them what their name is. Nobody has touched them, given them a high five or a hug or a handshake. And so it's like those people do deserve our attention. Those are the, the, yeah. the people that Jesus calls us to always be mindful for, always to be looking out for. If you're sitting in class and no one's talking to each other because they're all on their phone, I guarantee you they're not all worried about being harassed. Exactly. So like and that's so, not that's not the issue here. You know, it, this is the situation mm-hmm. we're talking about. And so if you want to talk about a situation where a woman's walking down the street at night, I get it. But also you shouldn't have your headphones if you're walking down the street at night. That's just not safe. There are there are situations where it for everyone, men, women, online, not online, where people don't deserve your attention. And so 
because they're they're trying to do some injustice towards you. Yeah. And so the just thing would be to not allow them to do that. And so <laughs> Exactly. So that's why yeah. blocking is good. That's why muting is good. That's why headphones in some situations are good. And that's why deleting your Twitter is always a universal good. Yeah. And well, that's a few why, things are universal goods. Deleting your Twitter. At, at the well. end of the day, right? It is for the people that do deserve our attention, it's a sin of injustice to to just ignore them and walk by. Um but that's that's the thing, right? Prudence dictates all of these things, and so everyone's situation is different. I just wanted to start a conversation, and boy, howdy, did I do that! From so, now on, what we need to do is we need to post our we need to post our podcast episodes on Twitter from the Crunch account with a hot take from the episode, or like some summary of the episode in the tweet, and then put those because I think those tweets that like link to things are much more productive than just tweets with opinions. Tweets on their own. Yeah. Because if you if someone's angered by the opinion, which is likely, mm-hmm. then they can listen to the episode and be like, oh, they're funny. Yeah. They know us as people, right? Yeah. And so then they can email us. When I get an email from someone who says they love the show and then they talk about how they hate something I said, mm-hmm. I'm much more willing to talk about it than someone who flames me in my DMs, you know? Right. Exactly. But that shouldn't be something that we have to say. That should no, be something that be. everyone knows. Yeah, it should be like, wow, let's all let's all be adults, but it's we it's just it's not possible on Twitter for people to yeah. act rationally because it it removes an element of it's like the art of conversation. How mm-hmm. we talk about how that's been lost, but it's like even just the art of entertaining ideas that you don't immediately agree with. And we talked about yeah. this in in like in the more liberal sections of culture like if there's a movie that doesn't have a certain type of protagonist or doesn't espouse certain ideals or virtues it could be a great movie but people will say well how come he didn't talk about this or this or this and it's like well because they just didn't yeah you know it's like that's not it's not every every single thing's responsibility to talk about every single thing and that's like a huge problem in the, in the culture is we just expect to be told what we want to hear because yeah. we can curate our experiences. And I don't know. I'm just sick and tired of us being able to curate things. Because before we had the Walkman, <laughs> you couldn't curate anything. Before you had the radio, you couldn't curate anything. Mm-hmm. You, it was like whatever the, the band around you could sing. And if you wanted to sing something different, you had to learn how to be in a band. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's, that, you had to learn some songs. Yeah. And, and that's all, even just in the span of 100 years, that's all just been removed. It's why people get mad at babies on planes. You can't control the baby. The baby can't control himself. Nobody can control that ball of un- unpredictability. Mm-hmm. But everyone's mad because something is happening that they can't control. Right. And it's um, just in between 1919 and 2019, <laughs> just a huge, huge shift. And, like, that's why I wanted to bring it up because it's, like, not – it's not natural for us to be yeah. able to do that. To just ignore everything around us. And so for us to constantly go back to it over and over and over again and say, oh, this is fine. This is good. This is normal. It's probably a disordered attachment brought on by technology. That's the whole point. But I can't. Ugh, so whatever. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. I hate Twitter. I'm getting rid of it. There's this feeling that I get that, okay, so again, Phoebe took my password while well, I gave it to her. <laughs> I, I gave my password to Phoebe like two months ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's something that would happen when I got into a fight on Twitter. I would have Ooh. this like feeling, this just yeah. like anger. Yes. yes. And it would like, it, it was this very palpable feeling. But the thing is like, I felt it last night and I haven't felt it in two months. So it was a lot stronger 
And I realized how much I hated feeling like that. Like, I felt like I couldn't relax. I felt like I couldn't do anything because I was so on edge, right? And I was like, I think it was something that I felt all the time on Twitter. I was just numb to it. But it was it was physiologically affecting me. Yes. And I don't think I'm alone in that. Absolutely. I'm with and you. so if you feel like that frequently, if you don't realize how you feel, take a 30-day break. Like, straight up, not for Lent. Don't check in every Sunday because it's Sunday. Take, like, a straight 30, 60-day break and see... See how much, don't tell anyone you're doing it. And then just see how much your life changes. Did it change at all? Because it might not, honestly. It might not change at all. And it's like, it's showing that Twitter is actually not adding anything to your life. You're not adding anything to be there. Anyway, I, I switched to Instagram and I'm much happier because I get to take pictures of my friends and see pictures of my friends. And like, yeah, you know, I like, to, I like Instagram better. But I know Instagram has its problems. I, uh, I, I deleted Twitter and Instagram off my phone this morning just because I'm like, yeah, I need to take that reset um, for a while, I think. It's good. So, yeah, it's good. it is good. All right. <sighs> I, I'm wiped out. I need a nap. So if you have any ideas for what we can call our, our the segment that's going to replace Tweets Made Me Because here's the thing. Tweets Made Me Sad used to only go like two minutes, 20 minutes. Now it's going half the podcast. So we just need to come up with a good name for it. Um, do you want me to perk up your spirits by giving you an Ethan's dating corner question? Yes, please. Oh, this okay. is all I need. <laughs> I was going to save this, but here we go. Okay. Um, this is from anonymous because it's in my email disclaimer. I know this email goes to Patrick, but I trust that you both share all things in common. Acts 244. <laughs> Dear Dr. Ethan, as a recently engaged Catholic boy, are you sure this is for Ethan? Come on. I have a question <laughs> that probably resonates with many other young couples. Where do babies come from? Mm. Wrong answers only. Okay, here's the here's the answer that everybody here's the skinny. For. So you know how in the hit movie Robots, starring Rodney <laughs> Copperbottom, <laughs> starring Rodney Copperbottom, sorry, let's see the star. No, okay. From my understanding, okay, you remember you ever see the Truman Show? Yeah. Okay, a hospital is just like that, where in I've never been in the room for a birth. I've never seen any video i i hear supposed tales of these videos of childbirth not a fan this is not a fa- not a fan because i i know that they're fake right i mean we can i've i saw a movie that had i mean shia labeouf and megan fox in a relationship on screen and so i'm like i know that you can <laughs> fake stuff on screen not to mention like it's the like the lunar large... landing birth has never happened <laughs> exactly it's like the very large robots that were behind them it's like i can tell that that's not real you know but it looks so real in the moment so you tell me like hey i watched a video of a childbirth i don't first of all i don't buy it second of all <laughs> if you've seen the truman show i think that's the most accurate thing that we have about the society that we live in is because which we do all, live in which we do live in because it's all fake right mm-hmm. he he tries to go into a building and he sees a wall being moved and people and producers behind that wall. I think, this is my theory, when we go to hospitals and we go to get the baby from the mother, I'm doing air <laughs> quotes, I think that there's some kind of panel, some kind of something that you it gets removed, right? Uh-huh. There's a lot of a lot of shooting, a lot of blasting. Wait, like a panel, like a panel of judges or a panel like a, like a, a panel wall on panel? the wall, like a wall oh, okay. panel. And then that kind of gets removed. There's a panel then, of judges that decides what the baby looks like and, then, and smells like. And then like. An, an, an aide comes out, right? Like a, yeah. Like a tech, you know? Uh-huh. And they come out and they hand the child Good. to the doctor, right? Yes. And then they kind of put the panel back on and then they disappear. Beyond that, we know nothing. <laughs> I understand. I don't. 
I can't fully explain how the women get so big. I don't know what's going on in there for the nine months. Um, can't explain the screaming. Can't explain the pain. But what I can't explain is that <laughs> Jim Carrey was right this whole time. We need to take notes. We need to take notes. And the notes. moon landing never happened. Moon landing. Moon, moon, I hope this doesn't offend anybody that has actually gone through childbirth. I feel like i got to put <laughs> disclaimers on all my jokes now. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've been scarred. I can't believe you would leave out everyone who's never seen The Truman Show, Ethan. That's so offensive. Oh, how could I even think of such a thing? Allow no, me we to can't be sad again. We can't get sad again. We must be happy for the rest of the podcast. Patrick, I got good news. What's that? I got an email at the very beginning of this episode that I'm bringing back up again. It was a smoking gun. Or no, hold on. It was a Chekhov's gun. It was. Is it Smokey the Bear? It was Smokey. No, it's not Smokey the Bear. <laughs> I think he'd be. A, we should reach out to his people. Um, his people are trees. The the subject line to this uh, to this email says, "You might remember me from <laughs> early 2000s Gatorade commercials." O.J. Simpson. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> he was no. arrested in the 90s. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Gatorade commercials from jail. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's O.J. Simpson drinking. What up, icy, Gatorade world? <laughs> icy breeze from prison. <laughs> <laughs> if the orange lid fits you must acquit <laughs> anyway so it's not oj simpson um she she's an incredible woman right someone that when i was young i remember looking up to her in her two, mid-2000s early 2000s gatorade commercials mm-hmm. variety of commercials that she was in guest starring on television programs and i would say to myself wow like this is a woman that i could see myself looking up to for the rest of my life <laughs> i could see myself <laughs> looking up to her <laughs> uh, i'm looking down on me looking up at her while she you, looks down on both of us patrick do you know i mean it's probably as far as i know the only professional female athlete that was famous when we were children wendy williams no her sister <laughs> no wait wendy williams is a talk show host venus williams <laughs> yeah i was about to say wendy williams is definitely not it she plays <laughs> soccer she plays soccer um Oh man, it's disappointing. It's Mia Ham. Yes, Mia Ham has officially joined the the Verify Twenty Twenty campaign. She, uh, as you know, midfielder for the American, uh, you know, soccer team. You know, <laughs> you know about Mia Ham. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. You don't know. I wouldn't say about she's her. the only female. Uh, she's probably athlete. the earliest. The earliest one that I can remember. Danica Patrick, NASCAR. Easy. No, Danica Patrick wasn't big until I was at least in middle school. Okay. So Mia Hamm was like, when I was a kid, like a young kid, gotcha. like, who's, who's the famous girl soccer player? It's Mia Hamm. I don't know. I think we could find a better one. You think so? I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> she, we can't just reject her. We can't just reject her. She's you can't already just reject out. her. She reached out to us. Um, I'm just going to look up famous athletes that are more famous than Mia Hamm. No, we don't want someone more famous than her. We need someone about at her level of fame. <laughs> I just Googled but, famous athletes. That didn't work. Yeah, uh, famous so she, athletes, was, she was in the Olympics. She scored over 150 goals in international play. Um, she was named the Sportswoman of the Year by the Women's Sports Foundation in 97 and 99. Sidney Crosby. That's a man. That um, is a man. Ah, Serena Williams. Yep. Yeah. Too famous. Too famous, you're right. She's been on Extreme Makeover Home Edition. She's been on the Oprah Winfrey Show. She's been with Rosie O'Donnell. Wait, uh, did her home get maked over? I think she just helped. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Did she I ever tell you I was on that show? She was mentioned on a season eight episode of the TV series Friends. Oh, wow. Did I ever tell you I was on Extreme Makeover Home Edition? Did you get to meet Ty Pennington? I did not. He was not there, but I snuck uh, on the set. 
Uh-huh. And may I remind you, the set is a dangerous construction site that sure. a 14-year-old should not have been on. But I have yeah. the shirt to prove it. You just I snuck. picked up a ladder and walked in. You're kidding. No, that's not that's not a joke that happened. You can ask my dad. How old were you? I was 14, yeah. You're 14. Do you remember, you do you remember in the, I think I've talked about this in the podcast. Do you remember the Super Bowl where like people snuck in using a ladder? Yes. They just carried a ladder in. I did yeah. that before it was famous. Really? Yeah. Dang. Mia Hamm would be proud. Maybe was that the Cape was the Canaveral. One. You can look it up. It's the Cape Canaveral episode of Extreme Makeover Home Edition. I was there. Do you get to see you on the episode? Uh, maybe. I don't know. If, you, you if you're looking for me, I'm a really fat blonde kid who looks definitely not 18. It looks like, <laughs> looks like a floating head on an African, on an African plane. plane. Um, thanks, Mia Ham. Yeah, thanks, Mia Ham. Sorry that Patrick didn't seem at all interested in your career. Um, yeah, sorry about that. This is the yeah. second This is the second Verified 2020 person I haven't known. Really? You don't know her at all? No, I, she I, was I a, think she I, was a touchstone of my childhood. I, I feel frustrated that you don't know who she is. Phrasing. There was um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, there was someone that I pretended. There was a there was a person I pretended not to know. Yeah, I forget who it was. You pretended probably not to know who. Uh, whenever I come up with one, you don't like it. You always come up with them. That's true. I mean, and by that I mean, I mean you get but, the email. Yeah, Thank when, you so when we much say for everyone who's say, reached out to us. <laughs> When we say come up with, we mean read oh, the I email. pretended not to know who Secretariat was. That's yeah, that was yeah. annoying too. That was hilarious. It always <laughs> makes for a less funny bit when you don't play along. <laughs> that's what anyway. I need. I just need friendship. All right, so that's all we've got for today. Um, I hope this was enlightening in some way. Um, I yeah. I hope you disagree with Ethan's tweet, but not with our takes on Twitter. Yes, absolutely. That's all that all. That's all I can want is disagree yeah. with the take, but agree Steve, with the the discussion take take my take but not my family take the silverware it's all <laughs> what are you, <laughs> you talking have about it all. it's like someone's robbing you never mind patrick do you have anything else for the people actually we should say where we are patreon.com slash the crunch don't follow us on twitter don't follow me on instagram you can follow me on instagram at patrick nevy iii and you can follow my blog patrick nevy dot blog please share Wait, the no. episode with your friends yeah. patnevy.com and then you can go to my blog patnevy.com forward slash blog, blog. boys with an blog I boys a with a z <laughs> blog boys patrick do you have anything else for the people save a tweet ride a cowboy <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that that's try save a tweet bust a move okay hold on Not, no, I'm just, we're keeping the we're keeping oh, the gosh, darn it. <laughs> uh, Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us and me especially. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you all next week. Uh, I do know it's about sex. <laughs>